You've been given a, a mission as an educator to make a difference in children's lives. You are in a place that is a minefield of, of big mission. It's a mission field that we're making a difference in. And I can assure you, sweet friend, the enemy does not want you to succeed. And if these kids stay in their trauma, they have no one to help them see hope in their lives, then they end up in this pit of despair as well. And guess what? The enemy wins. We must do God's work and be the light in this dark world. Welcome to the Society's Child Podcast, where we have real conversations about being a trauma-responsive educator in the midst of a significant mental health crisis. Hi, I'm Trish Senzak, a former educator, compassion advocate, and Jesus lover, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Are you feeling confuzzled about your students' behavior and needs? You're not alone. If trauma-informed strategies leave you wondering, what's next? Don't worry. My friend, I've been there too. As a foster mom and a child of complex trauma mixed with my experience as a teacher, it's led me to finding a compassionate, whole child approach that's evidence-based, practical, and transformational, and I'm so eager to share it with you. Whether you want to connect with your students on a deeper level, create a trauma-sensitive environment, or you just need a little bit of encouragement or support, you're in the right place. So grab a drink, a pen, or your earbuds, and let's work together to create a safe and student-attuned, trauma-responsive school culture. Society's children need you. So let's get started. Hey friends, today I want to talk about a topic that not a lot of people talk about, and that's the loneliness we may experience and feel as educators. Sometimes this can be overwhelming and put us into a big pit. I really want to talk to those of you who feel like you're stuck and people don't understand you or get you or understand what's going on in your life. There might be a couple different reasons why you're experiencing loneliness and it could be number one, maybe you're the only one who sees these students in this particular way and you're walking a lonely road in fighting this game and knowing that there's more to this situation keeps you up at night. A lot of times we have voices or people or uppers that are telling us to give up, push this kid aside and put our our thoughts on another student that might be more ready to accept the help. And perhaps it might be a lonely battle for this particular kid that you see falling through the cracks. Or maybe you're just feeling isolated from family and friends right now because of your own situation or challenges in life and what's going on and that's spilling over into the classroom or what your work is going on on the campus. Maybe people or people on campus aren't understanding why you're down or what's going on or why you put so much emphasis into these kids who fight you and disrespect you. And so a mixture of those two things from outside world and the inside world is just seems to be piling in on you. Or maybe you just simply feel like an outcast on your campus, but you don't understand why or the feelings that are there make you feel uninvited or you just aren't part of things. Well, my sweet friends, I struggle a lot with loneliness and I always have and it's based on the way that I grew up. It brought so much disconnection and distance between me and my family with all of the heartbreak and all of the dysregulation and all the ups and downs and trials and where I've tried to fit in and find family and find friends. Sometimes I connect and I think I'm connecting but it 
some reason resonates in my soul with a feeling of disconnection. And a lot of it's in my soul and it really has nothing to do with the wonderful people in my life. And, but it's been really challenging for me to wrap my head around why I feel so lonely in the middle of all these amazing friends, in the middle of my amazing career, in the middle of awesome teams that I'm working on many times leading, or just in the middle of life in general, why am I still coming up feeling such a sense of loneliness? Well, sweet friends, whatever's bringing on this loneliness for you, I wanted to share some of my own perspective on this because it seems to be one of those thorns in my side that Paul refers to. And I want you to just know that the feelings and emotions connected to this are real and they are valid. Please don't ever let anyone discourage you or disregard those. There is a grief that needs to be processed on the lower level and it's a lot of work. And I would encourage you to look into that on why that feeling continually comes up for you as an educator. Because you're on campus with hundreds and sometimes thousands of people, right? And it's okay to not be okay right now for a moment. And I want you to know I'm genuinely sorry that you're challenged by these feelings because I know how they pierce to the depths of the soul. But the biggest thing is I want you to know you're not alone in this battle. So here are the things that I want you to think about, sweet friends, as you go forward. Number one, it's a realization that the enemy is preying on you. Remember, he's seeking whom he may devour. And especially for those of us walking the Christian life, this mindset is something that the enemy loves to wreak havoc with. And God says he will take us out of our pit. If you look at Psalms 42, 40, verse 2, I should clarify, it really talks about how he will lift us out of this. So as you're sitting there in this, this what seems like a forever darkness and depression that's come across you, and if any of it has to do with loneliness at all, just know that there is hope. He will bring you out of this pit. And know, number two, that there is always a seat at God's table. I remember in the last two years, there was a situation that I was going through in my life that was another very big um, abandonment or rejection that had happened in my life. And in this instance, in the middle of it, while I was building up to the end of it that I didn't know was coming, there was a moment where I felt very uninvited. All kinds of things had gone on and they were out doing a particular thing that I had originally brought up. And it was just so big for me. And I remember sitting in the woods, crying on this hill, going, oh my gosh, I feel so uninvited right now. I just don't understand. And I so sweetly heard God whisper to me, you are always invited to my table. And I don't know where that came from, except that it was my God speaking to me. And he reminded me in that moment that I always have a seat at his table. And so my friends, I really want to encourage you right now that if you are experiencing this, you are always invited to be at God's table. He wants you there. And so that brings me to number three. Sometimes we're doing God's work and it gets lonely here. We don't understand what he's trying to do. We don't understand all of the grand picture of things. But he promises and promises us that in the end, he wins. So I want to encourage you, stay the course. 
you are on a mission for God. Wherever you've been placed, you've been given a, a mission as an educator to make a difference in children's lives. You are in a place that is a minefield of, of big mission. It's a mission field that we're making a difference in. And I can assure you, sweet friend, the enemy does not want you to succeed. And if these kids stay in their trauma, they have no one to help them see hope in their lives, then they end up in this pit of despair as well. And guess what? The enemy wins. We must do God's work and be the light in this dark world. That's where I want to urge you to keep your mindset. These kids need you. They need you to do your work. They need you to be stronger in Christ. And they need you to have your wherewithal to be the light in their darkness. And it's not easy to feel all these lonely, yucky, dark, depressing feelings. It is challenging for sure. And it's not that we're facing this trouble and that we're supposed to just accept it. But we do know that in the end, God tells us, we will have struggles on this earth, but in the end, take heart, I've overcome. So it's not what we do, it's not that we have this struggle, it's what we do with it that matters. It's okay not to be okay right now, but we aren't to stay in it. I encourage you to process, find someone to work with, do your inner work, whatever it means to help you get out of this. Sometimes for, for some people, it's just a simple prayer and a mindset shift. For some people, it's not. It's a lot of bigger work. Do that bigger work and let God work in those places of your heart that are hurt. Set your mind on heavenly things and he will show you how to heal. He'll put the resources, he'll put the, the people in front of you that will help you on your healing journey. And just like we're leading our kids to these healing resources, you, my friend, also need to consider what you need to heal. So I'm urging you not to give up. These kids need you. And I pray that you will use this episode right here as a guide for you on how you can strengthen your resilience and bounce back as you are seeking to find your purpose. And I pray that you find this empowering, my friend. So there you have it, my friends. I pray that this blesses you. Please do what you can to help yourself so you can help the kids. Hey, amazing educators. Thanks for tuning in. If you found this episode helpful, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave a review. Even better, share this episode with a colleague. And hey, I'd love to connect with you on social media. You can even join my Facebook group for some extra support and a dash of inspiration. I've left all the links in the show notes. Until next time, my friend, remember, you're not alone on this journey. You've got this. Keep making a difference and stay teach-tastic.